Welcome to the NTU Wellness Podcast. I'm your guide, Natasha, and I thank you for joining me in this weekly conversation on how to create better health, explore the journey of self-healing, and to tap into our own intuitive wisdom. Welcome back, everyone. All right, so this is part three of Vata Dosha. And today we're just going to go into what kind of disturbs and imbalances Vata and balances it as well. So first, I want to talk a little bit about some signs that could indicate that Vata is out of balance for yourself. So they are nervousness, anxiety, difficulty falling or staying asleep, panic, fear, a weakened immune system, constipation, dry skin, chapped lips, emotional conflict, the inability to make decisions, impulsiveness, fast or disconnected speech, or even difficulty speaking up, and then also gas and bloating. So if one of these or more of these are present, then it could indicate that your vata needs some balancing. Vata is the most common dosha to go out of balance. And also, also due to vata's subtle elements of air and ether, it's always the first dosha that usually becomes in balance. And then also the fact that vata is at the later stage of our life, the longer we live, the more vata can increase in our system. And then we also have the fall or the autumn season, which is the vata season. And what I'm saying is it's a good reason to do something now to keep things back into a state of balance. When vata is in a state of balance, they are creative, joyful, enthusiastic, lean, quick, lively in conversation and activity, and also adaptable and flexible. They're agile, and there is this spiritual aspect that is also in a state of balance. A balanced vata means a toned nervous system, and your responses to life stresses are coordinated and appropriate. You also feel spacious and own your movements. And with just a few adjustments, your fall or autumn experience may be filled with this healthy vata and liveliness that can be brought to your life. So an Ayurvedic action here is to spark some joy. And what you can do here is really get into a place where you're deeply focused and engaged in this element of fulfillment and enjoyment. And if you're always busy, 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 that settled space, which Vata needs in order to be grounded and creative is then absent. So it's better to have a limited number of things, activities, or thoughts that you really care about deeply. And in this state, then your Vata will actually serve you best and thank you. All right, so let's go into a little bit more about balancing Vata itself. So every day we react to change and we find a new state of balance. The body uses the doshas to buffer change and also to help prevent disease. When we maintain a dosha ratio similar to our original constitution, then homeostasis can be the result of us having good health. Now, just as in nature, when the weather conditions change or stressors erupt or your comfort is challenged, 
that's when the doshas are those first responders and that can become either aggravated or elevated. So this is where we need to make seasonal adjustments that help to keep ourselves in this place of well-being, in a state of balance and health. When we go into that state of imbalance, that is a indication that we need to maybe change and shift things in order to become into that state of balance. So during the Vata season, it's really important that we are more focused on generating this internal fire and warmth from within. What does this look like? We're eating more cooked foods. We're grounding ourselves with, we're grounding ourselves with movement practices such as yoga, tai chi. We're also getting massages or self-massage, abhyanga. And then we're also developing a meditation, prayer, or journaling practice. And then looking to our diet, we're using more oils in our cooking. And on this case, this is where our body will actually moisten itself from the inside out, especially during this dry season. Another thing you can do is really feed your enthusiasm by connecting with others. So here's a summary of the most strategic actions that will help us to pacify Vata. Follow a Vata pacifying diet, so cook with ghee, avocado oil, you can use spices like cinnamon, cloves, cumin, ginger. Eat a warm breakfast of either cooked oats or quinoa. You can either do rice here as well. Eat more soups and kitchery and stews and enjoy those nuts like walnuts, almonds, and cashews. You want to decrease the amount of raw foods and salads that you're eating and also avoiding ice cold drinks. The other thing here is sleeping well. One thing you can do is drink warm cow's milk or even those nut milks with a pinch of nutmeg or turmeric and take this before bed and it will take you into slumber. One of the main things for Vata is really establishing routines and this helps us with grounding ourselves. So be still, and remember that vata is aggravated by excessive movement, feelings of insecurity or fears. So take time to meditate, take time to do gentle yoga or other quiet self-care routines, and also eat at regular times. Another thing is enjoy daily self-massage or abhyanga, and you can do this with warm sesame oil. And then finally, nourish your senses and really go into those senses of touch, taste, of hearing things, smelling things, and just really bringing more awareness around your surroundings. So an Ayurvedic action here is balancing vata with food. Remember vatas do best with those regular meal times with warm cooked meals that are prepared with fresh ginger and whole foods. Remember those brothy soups and those Hot spice waters help to support vata by pacifying it, as do ginger and cardamom. All right, so let's go a little bit deeper into a vata balancing diet. As I'd mentioned, the vata menu needs to be warm, cooked, moist foods. 
most everyone can benefit from a vata pacifying diet during the vata season, during this fall and autumn season. So focus on a diet that introduces qualities that are opposite of what the vata season brings, which is that cold, dry, light, the subtle kind of energies. So think grounding, think warming, and remember routine. Here are some foods that you can really bring to the plate here. So as far as vegetables, you want to have cooked things like asparagus, beets, those winter or those fall. So when we look at vegetables, we want to make sure that we cook these. You're looking at those root vegetables, also cooked asparagus, beets, carrots, winter squashes, sweet potatoes, zucchini are good here. Also cucumbers are also good. And you could put these in water if you like, if you don't want to eat them. Now, as far as dairy, most dairy is good. Although, although remember moderation is key here. You can consume milk or those nut milk such as almond or hemp milk. Soft cheeses can be good here such as cottage cheese. And those are better than the hard cheeses. Now, when we look at beans and legumes, some beans have that astringent and can be too drying for vata. Some things you can do is select those small lentils. You can auto, <clears throat> you can select those small lentils and add some spices to them and just pairing them up with things that don't increase that drying quality. And then when we look at grains, we can consume white basmati rice, which is really good for vata as it is very easy to be digested. Now, as far as sweeteners, we want to do these in moderation, but all natural sweeteners work for vata. Remember, as I said, in moderation, but you can try whole cane sugar. You can also try maple syrup. Uh, honey can also be used here as well. As far as fruits, you want those heavy sweet fruits like oranges, bananas, melons, berries, peaches, mangoes, grapes, and even raisins soaked in water overnight can be good. As far as nuts, all nuts are fine since they are oily and moist. The only one that you would probably want to stay away from is peanuts as they're more of a legume and not really a nut. For spices, we want to try adding cardamom, cumin, ginger, salt, cloves, cinnamon, fenugreek, hing, and mustard seeds, which can all go into your food. You can also make teas here as well. And then when we look at fats and oils, all oils are going to help pacify vata, but especially ghee, sesame, or olive oil, avocado oil. If you're gonna use olive oil, it's best not to heat it and use it more at room temperature. All right, so, an Ayurvedic action here is soup it up. Remember, this is the big tip here, is eat those brothy soups and stews to help pacify vata. They make an ideal dinner. Soup is certainly moist. It's also warm and grounding, and it's exactly what vata needs. If you're eating while you're traveling or at work, maybe take a homemade soup and take that with you to eat daily, but just remember to stay regular with your meal times and keep your foods moist and warm. And let's finish off with a <clears throat> let's finish off with what 
lifestyle choices we can do to help balance vata. We've talked about food. Remember vata is air and space or ether qualities are what really need to be balanced. And this can be done with lifestyle practices that just like the foods are opposite. So what are the opposite qualities that you need? We need heavy, so ground and nourishing. We need warm, so we wanna keep ourselves warm physically and emotionally. We want that oily quality, and that's that loving and softening. We want smooth, so soothing and graceful and stable, so steady and secure. And then we need that gross, that, that tangible result, those obvious communications. I talked about prior that Vata can be flighty and nervous when out of balance. So really having a routine that's grounding and quieting, having activities that will serve the nervous system and also bring that anxious Vata down. The other thing here is rest when you need to, don't overcommit to anything, don't overdo anything, don't exercise, don't overwork. Any of those things are going to bring Vata to a state of imbalance. Remember a daily routine can include those things such as yoga, meditation, walks, reading, massage, and just taking quiet time, maybe sipping tea. With that vata dosha, there's this energy of wanting to do it all, but just pick a few things. Stay away from this to-do list of things to complete, especially when it comes to self-care. This routine, diet, these are the things that will really calm your vata more than anything. As far as exercise, moderate exercise, you want smooth and graceful movements and exercises like yoga or tai chi. These are fabulous for vata. You want to slow down. Deep breathing is also a key for vata too. Think of some breath work, pranayama practices that can help you to regulate the nervous system and bring in any of those things that exhausts vata. Don't overexert yourself because this can really exhaust vata. And whatever you do, remember to stay hydrated when you exercise and allow some time for recovery. So finally, our last Ayurvedic action here is just remember to slow down. You can go into many of the apps that are out there that offer thousands of free guided meditation. So really getting into meditation or prayer or journaling, these can all be great practices. And you can choose meditation on topics like sleep and stress and love and grounding yourself. As many of these wonderful meditations are out there, just find one that's going to be right for you. And with our meditation, it doesn't necessarily need to be half an hour long. Sometimes even just five minutes can be beneficial. All right, so there we go. That is part three of our Vata Dosha. Thank you for joining me in this three-parter. I hope this gives you some enlightenment and also allows you to reflect and ask some questions about how you can bring some more balance into your life and into your Vata Dosha or into the Vata season. Remember, if you are looking for any movement practices that help to ground you. I have my workout library that has yoga practices and workouts that all are geared to nurturing and nourishing you from body to soul. There's also meditation practices. There's ritual practices. 
everything that you need to help guide you into getting a movement practice that is going to help you whatever dosha you are. So I hope you will take a look at that and join me in that workout library. There's over 125 practices there that you can enjoy anytime at your convenience. Most importantly, I want you to take with you today that we are all capable of creating better health and self-healing. It's just that we need to open this door of remembrance to our capacities in order to do so. We just need that remembrance of our capacity and ability to actually allow ourselves to heal and create the health that we deserve. All right, so go out there, have yourself an amazingly awesome day, and be your unique and fabulous self. Thank you for joining me, and we'll see you again next week. Mm -hmm.